0: How are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Just fine. You re- you have a book like this, and you're just fine. Heck, no! You should be holy <laughs> jolly. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> yes, it's the right it's the right time of the year. When you write a book called Entering Christmasville, I mean this. You know, in, the thing that I did as a reader is right away I'm going, wow. The term home has a new definition. And what does it mean? What does it mean to you now that, that you're older? Uh, uh, you know, because as children, you know, home is a house. But as an adult, home is home
1: yeah yes it and which kind of home and if you look at the big that's perspective right. it's it's it can mean many different things, and that's kind of what I'm trying to say in the story i I think you know doing uh genealogy has made me look at the long perspective about you know our lives are very short, and also i I really discovered in doing uh the work that I did that that um life. And it, it seems like the world is a big place, but mm-hmm. it's really a small place. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic, but, you know, I, I, just two years ago, I discovered that my ancestors were actually one of the people that founded Plymouth uh, Massachusetts Bay Colony. Wow. And, uh, and I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I knew that when I was a kid. History would have been interesting to me. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But those people, and if you watch, like, The Roots Show, They'll have those actors on and they'll go, oh, guess what? You have a fellow actor that's, uh, you know, uh, your, your, your relative. And that's when I realized the world really is a small place. That's what doing genealogy has taught me and how we treat each other is so important.
0: You know, you talk about how short life is. I've been a daily writer since July of 1994. And you would think that, wow, you know, 29 years of writing, there should be a lot of things. There's not. Uh, 29 years of writing is, is not very, very many books at all.
1: No, no, it is interesting, isn't it? And so, yeah, and I I know, like, I wish I had stories from my ancestors, but they didn't get passed down, did they? No, no. All that rich history, if I had just a single page written about it, it would be amazing, but it was not passed down. And it's funny how you go through your life and it seems kind of insignificant, and and you get caught up with the daily routine of things, and you don't take time to leave a written record. But it just means so much to the to the people that you know that you leave behind to have something to you know it's like kind of a marker and it and it's really about you because you've got their DNA yep.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> When, when you study family history like that, I mean, one of the things that I'm taking note of with, with modern-day AI technology is how they can put motion in those ancient black-and-white photographs. Is that fair to us to see that? I mean, how do you feel in situations like that? Because, I mean, in my home, we've, we've got really old photographs of, of my wife's father, but it would be fascinating to, to see that, that photograph move.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I think it's great. Anything you can do to uh, to make things more real. Well, I think about Natalie Cole. You know, she she would hurt. Uh, she didn't have her dad, but then she made uh, a oh, record with a duet and then she made a video. Yep. And it, it had to be very cathartic for her to reach out to him in that way and, and to feel his, his presence and that's why I say when you're writing and I think that's wonderful with the pictures, um, anything to make things come alive. You know what I always loved was that movie time machine. Mm. And ever since a kid, I thought, Oh man, I wish I could go back in time and see things. What really happened here? You know, what, what was it really like when George Washington crossed the Delaware, you know, because we know there's stuff we don't know. Yep. <laughs> it got forgotten. And, um, so that's kind of where I come from whenever I'm thinking about, any stories. I have already spent an enormous amount of time trying to gather all the evidence I can and then try to, you know, put it down in a story to make something come alive, to make history come alive. Mm-hmm.
0: In in a story entering Christmasville, Nettie Holmes is a very creative soul, but she also has a very personal life.
1: Yes. Yes, she does. And, um, and then her daughter, she adopted her daughter. So she has a lot of love to give. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, you sense there's, there's a, a, an emptiness there, a loneliness that you just don't know what that's about. And, um, and she just loved her daughter, Noelle. But, you know, I've, I did, uh, one of my friends, I did her genealogy. And I, I always wanted to do someone who was adopted because it scared me. And I didn't know if I could do it. But it was very interesting getting the non-identifying information and then trying to figure that out. And, um, with Nettie, she wants to fig- find that information. And the, the people who are looking for their biological parents have an anxiety about it. Such an anxiety. Cause they want to know, was I abandoned? Right. Or was I loved? What were the circumstances? It's just very human that you want to know. And, and there's just so much tension about that. And my, my girlfriend, and it's a timeline too. There's a timeline because that person could be dead. Yeah. If you wait too long, they could be gone, and that's kind of what's in the story with the mother and daughter. she's very, uh, she she loved her mother, but she she just got to know the answers these questions, and it, it creates a tension between the two women, and a, a bit of a distance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, but th- that distance. So it's like you have that. Don't you have to refocus your your thought process? I understand that that Noel wants to go back and and find out who her parents are, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to love within the moment. With I mean, with with, with Nettie and everything, because because you can't let that go.
1: No, no, but it is interesting because you. But for a while, you have to go to that other place. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't know, when you're acting and you're studying a part, you really aren't part of much part of the world that's really going around you because you got to to in, just envelop yourself in another person and and be there. And and once you get used to it, then it's OK. And then if everybody gets along, great. Then, you know, then you got a bigger family. Um, But. It may just be a temporary thing, and sometimes you just you feel the anxiety that you've got to learn all you can.
0: Doesn't entering yeah. Christmasville kind of inspire the reader to maybe do their own investigating inside their family? Because there, I, I know nothing about my family, I really don't. And the reason why? Oh, is really? Because, I really because I know my grandparents came from Germany. Yes, we had a great time as as you know as a family. But anything before that, it's like you know, am I supposed to know? And 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 what what am I doing so that somebody in the future will know about me? And that's the reason why why I'm a daily writer a, so I don't forget yeah. my life, and B, so that someone has something in the future.
1: That is it. You know what? And I remember my grandmother taking me through books, a uh, picture book that she made of her family. And, of course, in the old days, so many people died. You had, you might have five children and you're left with maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. And then their stories, and it's like they're forgotten, and that bothers me. I don't like people to be forgotten right. because I don't want to be forgotten. And I felt so lonely as a child. Uh, we right. we had a home life that could be fun, but it was also, you know, punctuated by violence. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And it's really hard to overcome that mentally. You, you feel unloved. And uh, I don't want for people to feel that way.
0: With Noelle, when she starts digging into things and she starts finding some buried history, it, it mm-hmm. re- reminds me right away. I'm going, wow, how much of the family tree is based on hearsay and not physical facts? Because oh. because Noelle is getting some physical things here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's piecing it together. And, um, you know, my mother was um, a, an illegitimate child. And she was told that her father was in the ward and he was married in, in our parish, I mean, and that it was... Uh, And he was married, so she was never told. And four people knew who her father was all around us, and nobody gave up that secret. Very powerful secret. Things were different in the old days. And she used to sit in the back of the church. She would tell me, I just watched people leave, and I'd see who I thought I looked like. Mm. And um, when it came down the end, because of DNA, we found him. And he was all around us, but he was not in our parish. But our cousins were. So, um, so there were connections and they were all around us and we didn't even know. And, you know, it's just kind of sad that it happened like that, but there aren't secrets. People had secrets and they kept secrets back then. There's no secrets anymore with DNA.
0: Right, right. That's so, you know? so interesting you bring that up because about, about 10 years ago, uh, we got word that there was somebody that was in the Chicago area that looked pretty much like my sister and I. And so my sister went looking for it and it turned out to be from my father's other family. And it is it, it was my sister. Oh! And so, I mean, my and to this, to this day, Jamie and I are like, I mean, it's, it's like, what? We come from two different families. Families, but we're from the same guy. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. But once again, it's all based on hearsay, her version of the story versus my version of the story and and we crash. And that's why books like this are so important that, that people take them in and really study the word home. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's, and it's Christmas and Christmas yes. is about love and home. That's ultimately what it's about. Not the presents and all the other stuff. It's about being together and uh, that's why I always like the Grinch story that we grew up with when we were kids, you know, and it's a, it's amazing. He, you know, they get, you can take away all that stuff, but you're not going to take away the spirit of someone. Or you see that in people that lived through the Holocaust and yet they came out and you know, they're really tortured inside about many, many things, but they go out and live a very productive life and move forward with, uh, you know, positivity. And it's amazing what, how resilient people can be.
0: Yeah. Where along the lines did you realize that you were going to make this a multi-generational book in the way that, you know, because there aren't too many stories like this. And I think this, that's very inspiring for a lot of people. It's like, wow. Oh, thank you. You know, cause we could talk about my grandmother. We could talk about my mother. We could talk, you know, I mean, it's just amazing on how, how, how evenly balanced this story is.
1: Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, um, Well, I think, you know, women usually are the people who keep the stories, not always, but women have so many feelings, you know, about these things. And, uh, you know, in my experience going collecting genealogy, the men usually aren't the least bit interested, but there are men who are. And that's what I found out about my book. Once I started selling it, I thought, well, I was writing a women's story kind of, you know, I felt my audience was women. But I found out otherwise. I mean, there's, uh, you know, guys working out the gym, probably those kind of be, you know, <laughs> workout rats probably aren't going to be interested in the book. But men who um, believe in their faith and um, and are more tender like that, they just wrote back and they told me they love my story. Yep. And I was like, well, I did not expect that, but it, it is true. And it's, there's, there's a lot of men who do genealogy, too. Um, and... And it's funny the stuff that can happen in a, in a story. I mean, it's like uh, it's like reading it. Uh, you couldn't make it up in a screenplay. Right. You know what I mean? Some of <laughs> real life is way better than something you're just gonna just make up. You know. So true. And uh, when I was a, I started when I was 15 doing genealogy, and uh, I had a my great great grandfather was in the uh, Civil War, um, all the way up through his unit was up up through Gettysburg. And he was wounded at Chancellorville. But anyway, the thing was, I thought he was a hero. And I just like, oh, man, I got to know more about him. And and then as it turned out, um, I later in life, I found two elderly relatives. They were each 97 years old and in a nursing home. And I went to see if they had perfectly sharp minds. And they said, yeah, did you notice that? Uh, well, first of all, I found out that uh, one of the relatives said, did you know that um, – my family murdered somebody in your family. Whoa. And I'm like, what? And so the, the man who was in the Civil War, one of his uh, one of his daughters was murdered. And so um, and what happened was uh, they said that on his deathbed when that guy was dying, He said, I don't want to die. I'm scared. I'm scared. And his wife said, what are you scared about? You're going to go see God. It's all going to be all right. Just be at peace. He goes, no, that's just it. I don't want to see God. I murdered your sister. And she was eight months pregnant and no one knew. And then he turned around and married her sister.
0: Wow. (laughs) And who could?
1: And so um, anyway, um, as it turned out, I. Found these other two ladies that were, you know, ninety-seven, yeah. and the last one said, "Did you notice that nobody in the family ne- uh, knows about Charles?" And I said, "Yes." I talk to people, and they go, "There's no Charles in the story." And I go, "Yeah, I know. I am. I descended from him." He goes, "No, there's no char- there's no Charles in our book." of of names you know as he's not even in there and I I just was baffled by that she said did you notice that his name is is I said yes I that did come up and I don't understand she said well that's because he he was molesting his own daughter mm, mm, mm. and then she got pregnant and he married her off mm. then I knew why he killed her wow wow can you imagine no. he probably figured out that's not his baby
0: yep yep
1: and uh and he poisoned her with arsenic And so, if that's a horrible long death and you're eight months pregnant, Mm -hmm. Mm. uh, ah, horrible. Mm. Mm. Um, You know, uh, so um, anyway, yeah, you just never know. And, uh, you know, I don't know uh, how much time we have, but um, I. Remember when Ted Turner did that series on, on the Civil War on yes. Gettysburg? Yes. And um, and he was going to do 3, he did Gods I uh God's and, Gen- was it? Gods and Generals or something. Anyway, and that was the second one and then he was going to do a third one but he never did. And it was going to be the last full measure. That was actually the story about my ancestors time in the Civil War. And there's the man whose diary they took. Oh my gosh, he they based it off this diary that he wrote and he was an amazing diary and he was such a wonderful man. And, um, and he couldn't be more different than my ancestor. You know what? I would read clips in there that oh, that some people are grumbling and they're unhappy. I thought, oh, that was probably my ancestor then I suppose. Uh, but it was very funny. He tells a story about one day he got on leave in washington dc and he thought i'm gonna walk over and stand on the white house lawn so i can tell my parents i stood on the lawn you know they'll be so excited and he said i was standing there and all of a sudden the front door opened and it was abraham lincoln and he came out and picked what? up a newspaper what? and he and he was just standing there he was just in awe it's like oh my gosh he came out and picked up the newspaper and the guy and abraham lincoln waved to him and he said what unit are you in and he said oh the first minnesota's oh they're the best fighters we've got and yeah he talked to him for a few minutes he said now young man I got to go in I got a lot to do and he goes okay and and he, he was leaving the White House he threw his hat in the air and he was yelling like yippee he's I can't believe I'm gonna be able to tell my family I met Abraham Lincoln <laughs> And I, you know even though my ancestor was a disappointment I love that man and I always wanted to do a story of it so I thought it was funny that Ted Turner never did do it because I would like I'd love to do that story Wow, it's very interesting wow. so you know real life is so much more interesting and uh, uh, even though my characters are fictional, it's really kind of based on my work doing genealogy. Yep. So uh, when I was a kid, we'd drive up to Elkport, and that's where my ancestor was from. And he went to that church that I have pictured in the book. And uh, that's the only thing that really survived, the uh, the tearing down of the town. There was a flood, and so that's why it's a, Elkport is a ghost town, because they tore everything down. But uh, some of the local people saved the church. And it's a beautiful little church. And I just had so many fond memories of going there as a young person and tromping through the cemeteries. And, you know, it was all different before roots. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Roots changed everything. And then Centennial came out and that's when I wanted, I really knew I wanted to be a writer. So I thought I want to take all of my genealogy and write a story, a sweeping story, like say Centennial. And, um, I thought I was very inspired by that. So um i got on the board of a historical society at one point and then i started writing these cemetery tours as a fundraiser and it was it was really interesting because i have a a, a film background and, and i you know i've written screenplays um i just i knew how to do it because <laughs> i i lived it so i just wrote a whole story where small groups would come up and they Meet at a grave and someone would tell a story and then we'd reenact scenes with stage coaches and antique fire engines and all kinds of fun stuff. It was a fun community project. And um and that's how I found my voice. Whoa. Was was doing all those. Before then I was very insecure and then I I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. Um when I started this book I um I actually uh Richard Paul Evans is my mentor. Hmm. And and yeah, he's a tremendous man. Well, he's known as the king of uh, of self publishing, and he started with the Christmas Box, and um, that became a movie with uh, Maureen O'Hara and Richard Thomas and I always loved that story so I thought you know what I want to read the book it's one of my screenwriting friends you should write a book and then write the screenplay you'll make a lot more money yeah. and so I always had that on my mind and so I thought you know what I need to keep reading books and comparing them see how you adapt stories things like that so anyway I um I went ahead and purchased the book and then it, it, there was a button there it said do you want to follow the author and I thought well I need to learn about this technology and I thought yeah what the heck For, let's follow him and find out what he does how he uses it you know the the internet and such and so I clicked on it and about three weeks later he uh sent out emails to everybody and said um I'm starting a new writing class and we'd like you to join and oh, it was very wow. inexpensive too wow. it's like it's the it's like 16 a month wow and we have weekly meetings and, uh, and we read to each other and give each other feedback. And then uh, we have other classes where Richard comes on and teaches us marketing and, you know, I mean, it's just amazing. And, uh, and you know what, 10 months later, I had a book, it was done.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Where can people go to find out more about you, Patricia, to find, because this, this is book one of a series of ghost towns. So I want people to follow you because I mean, you're going to probably take every, every bit of those lessons you've learned and you're going to teach future writers as well.
1: Yes, I am. And I want to, I want to create a podcast too, about history, like profiles in courage. Mm -hmm. I love that series. And I want to redo my a uh, pint size pioneer program so that people can use it or download it and use it too. Um, I'm on, uh, my book is for sale on Amazon and books a million. Mm. Um, and you can go on my Facebook page. It's PM boardman author, and you can contact me there. And if you want an autograph copy, you can contact me from there and I'll, I'll mail it to you, uh, personally um so anyway that's how you would contact me and I, thank you so much for letting me come on
0: absolutely because i expect to talk to you when book two is ready to go i don't want to rush you but but we got we're no have to get no
1: <laughs> no it's it's going to be about utah the next oh, story is set in utah in nice. a ghost town is a mining town during the depression
0: wow that's going to be a good yep. one that's going to be a good yeah. one well, excellent
1: thank you so much well you i be, love your energy you'll be brilliant <laughs> today okay i will thank you